When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's gonna relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. We're in seventh heaven, people, or we're at Hoops' house, one or the other, or potentially both. Uh, it's Richard Hobbs here on this week's Fancast with Dave still on paternity leave. As mentioned, I'm with Hoops. Hello. And with Jacob. Hello. How are we both? How, how are we feeling being best of the rest? Excellent. Excellent. It's, it is ace, isn't yeah. it? I mean... I think I'd be interested actually. Well, I'll ask this. I can't remember what our predictions were at the start of the season. I think I went for ninth, um, and I think sort of most of us probably for top ten. Mm. I think people outside of the club would be like, "That's crazy! You're newly promoted." But realistically, twelve months ago, I thought we were probably a top ten side. Um, but yeah, seventh is so. Yeah, at the time of recording, we're doing this the day after. Man City, Leicester, and, and that company stride, um, and and secure it, yeah, and securing seventh, so it's pretty good, yeah. yeah. And when they win, when I mean I say when they win the FA Cup, but it's yeah. the one that Pep really wants to win, so we all throw everything at it. Mm. But that's going to be one of the most. That's going to be as stressful as when we went to Wembley. I was going to say I, I, yeah. I'm a bit anxious about watching it, and in a way. We, we've done what we almost can do. Apart yeah. from getting to the FA Cup final, and, you know, if we're there, we'd have secured a European place if, you know, win or lose to Man City. But league-wise, we've done pretty much as well as we could have possibly done in our first season back. Well, I, yeah. I think I think at the start of the season, anything above, you know, 17th was a success because we stay up. Yeah. And, and this is just beyond um, what anyone could have ever dreamed of. Yeah, I think at the start of the season, I think in the first uh, in the first pod, I think I said that we'd finish. I think I went for tenth. Yeah, I've, I think I've we had a feeling we were we, we, we started about seventh to tenth, or yeah. maybe even eighth. I don't I've, know. I've uh, got a feeling yeah. uh, Ben might have gone for seventh, mm, and I remember mm. at the time Jules be dropping. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Jules dropping, Bright, <laughs> after playing 18 games for Coventry, has been listed as one of their young player for season. It still weirds me out that he's classed as a young player because it feels like he's been around for like. Four it's like years. Sterling, isn't it? Didn't they yeah, win? he's he been <laughs> He's been in like, first team since he was about 17. Yeah, but uh, with Bright, I think he's found his level. Now. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair reflection of his ability at the moment. I, I, he's out of contract in the summer, isn't he? Well, yeah, that was going to be sort of my uh, question. So I believe we potentially have an option to at least get him on a one-year deal. Do, do you? Why not? 
Yeah. Why, why, why not? Just get him on the one-year deal. We're probably not paying him nearly as much as we're paying everybody else in the squad. Yeah. Send him out to Coventry again. If he has another good year, send him to a championship team. If he has another good year, bring him back. Mm. If he doesn't, sell him. And if he has a good year, you could get a decent amount of money for him. I mean, I think the biggest frustration with Bright is that there's clearly someone who is quite good at football there. Mm. He, he's almost like a... If I see he's a League One trail Ray. Yeah, no, I, that is, if you were describing that, I was thinking, I, I was thinking of those. Levels, every yeah. criticism I've pretty much anyone's thrown at Bright, you can probably throw at trail Ray. Mm. Yeah, he's just not probably got that sheer strength and speed of Troy. So you're right, he's a poor man's trail in in some senses, mm-hmm. but. No, he's looked, he's looked a decent player, but flattered to deceive. So yeah, there's no there's no risk on that. Um, we probably may not have time to cover on this one in terms of ins and outs, and it might be one we do for the last one of the season. But um, he likes to keep a small squad, but I think he'll strengthen, so I think a few will go. But someone like Bright, I agree. I think it's a bit of a no-brainer to keep him mm. on the books and loan him out. Uh, I think if the dream happens and we do potentially get into Europe, I think we need at least six, seven more players just to... Oh, yeah. And, I mean, would he do a job at Krasnodar away? Yeah. I think the... Uh, uh, you say, pod for almost after the FA Cup final, in a way. Mm. But it's, you know, obviously reinforcements are needed, whether we are playing in Europe or not but again and one for another time but I think the biggest issue is if Wolves do manage to get there actually we are kind of hamstrung by FFP because yeah we actually need to be signing well, it's, an it's, increase you know we, we've got such a small squad but it's it's one of those things that FFP is all well and good but when you can pick up Martino for £5 million mm. you know you know the business we've been doing I, I, I wouldn't put it past us to be able to get another you know, good deal like that. And mm. I think regardless of whether we get into Europe or not, I think our bench needs to be strengthened. Yeah. Our squad needs to be strengthened. Because there's on a normal match day, we play our normal eleven because they are quite literally the best players we've got in the yeah. squad. And off the bench there's little to nothing that I would mean, change. My my biggest sort of criticism of Doctor Nuno <laughs> about I've almost got <laughs> linked this in now, but uh, my biggest criticism of it is that a lot of the time, he's not made proactive changes, um, tactically or with personnel, and none more so know, than the FA Cup. Yeah, and because it actually, we, <clears throat> you know, I did think it last season in the kind of handful of games we lost, but this season, you know, he's kind of he's a bit hamstrung by you know, Calvin Costa, who've played fifty games between them and not got. Five goals, I don't think. No, it's, and it, you go. They've been. Uh, Cal's been marginally better than Costa, and has actually shown. I think there is still something there mm. for me with Costa. He, he he's got to go, Frankie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, but he likes a small squad. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. And it and it works so so well because he can have people out the side, but they're never really out of sight, out of mind, unless no. you're well, physically on load. Then you know, Don Doncas yeah. says, for example, when he was out the side. You know, alternates. Traore is kept relatively happy, um, so I think he will want a small squad, and he'll, he'll want to work within those parameters. And also, very—I wouldn't say fortunate—we've obviously got a very, very, very good medical team there. Yeah. You know, and that's no coincidence. The stats that we've been out there this season in terms of ninety-eight point five percent. Yeah. Yeah, that's a We've not you know, had many, if any, real no. long-term no. injuries. It's been over two seasons now, and yeah. uh, you know, mm-hmm. I kind of. I picked up on it last season that 
you know, any of the players who were out long term were your Phils or Fosuayu who came to the team injured, yeah. left injured. And, you know, there's always no hope for someone like that. But, yeah. as I say, it's not a career. You look at, you know, Arsenal always seem to get injuries. Newcastle always seem to get injuries. And With, you go, yeah. uh, what they're doing, you know, uh, you know, the, I, I find an anecdotal level of what the club are actually saying. They, they're doing a hell of a lot to actually make sure that, you know, I, I don't think any team should use less players in the Super League. Mainly no, no, Burnley. No, yeah. I, and I'm I, I, just I, I, I highly, highly doubt. Yeah. I think it was 18, 19 reviews. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just just silly when you kind of, it comes down to it. I mean, there must be some sort of method in Nuno's, um, you know, tactics because he's been shortlisted for the Premier League Player of the Year alongside Klopp, Guardiola and Pochettino. Um, which I, should, I think I should win it. Mm. I mean, and I'll explain why. Okay. Because, explain why. Explain why. Because he... Pochettino, Klopp, and Guardiola are managing teams and are achieving things with teams and with that should be where they are. Hmm. Liverpool and Man City, with the squads they've got, should have been in the top two. Tottenham should have been in the top four. We were a newly promoted team, and we should not be seventh. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I, don't, I don't disagree I think the only thing I'd say on that is with Pochettino for example whilst the side has been established over a number of years haven't they infamously not spent in the summer and then they've had the injuries that they've had as well where the others have caught up so I think Pochettino is a very very good manager well, uh, I, I, I agree with you but the thing is obviously it's hard to wear an objective head when you know yeah. is involved but I think Pochettino has got, I mean, obviously a significantly better squad than Wolves. There's yeah. obviously a lot of Tottenham players that you'd get in the Wolves squad, some that you wouldn't. But, you know, when you've got players like Harry Kane, Son's having a great year, you've got Alderweireld and Vertonghen who've been linked with, you know, massive moves every year. I think it's it's difficult to not finish in the top six when you've got that mm. sort of squad, even mm. if there are injuries, you know, yeah. you're bringing players off the bench. Yes, Sissoko is not great, but they still paid £30 million. And Lucas Moore and people like that, I was going to say, yeah. I think that was going to be my, uh, my, my sort of point on Pochettino, because it, it almost feels like a bit of an outlier. You know, having well, the, the best two, uh, in theory, the managers of the best two teams in the league, rather than the best two managers, just to uh, compensate on that one, that makes sense. Because, you know, both of them have achieved record points tallies. Yeah. And, you know, it, it is unheard of the level that they have um, you know their, their teams have achieved this season by you know the contrary of that is actually teams have massively dropped points yeah. because you know there's only X amount of points you can play for and you know actually the rest of you know that top six have all in theory underperformed in that regard then and I think you say Nuno's the only you know he's very much propped it up in regards to that, because we could have just been fodder. I think it, it, it. I think you'll probably end up being one of those where um, whoever wins the title will be manager of the year, and then you know, is it the, have the LMA manager of the year as well? Yeah. Which is a bit mm. more of the managers voting for the managers. Yeah. I think, I'd be I think, surprised if that wasn't then uh, the good old doctor. Yeah. I, th- I think if Liverpool win it, it's certainly got to be Klopp. I think. Again, Guardiola, mm. Man City are probably expected to win it because they have got one of the best squads in mm. world football. Liverpool have got one of the best teams in world football. Their squad is possibly the reason why they're not winning the league or at mm. the top of the league at the moment, You know, depending on the last game. 
you know, Pochettino, as I've said, has got a great squad. We've got a good team and we've massively overperformed. Yeah. I mean, we can all see it because obviously we're Wolves fans and we saw last year that we were a, a you know a good side and and you know even before the additions we'd have probably finished between tenth and fifteenth pretty comfortably mm-hmm. because we had a good squad. And I think Nuno's got to take a lot of credit for pulling a team. You know, the last team was Ipswich in was it two, early 2000s? Yeah, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and one. You know, as as high. Yeah, and I, I think also to his his credit is how he's adapted. What I mean in terms of adapting, when we've gone through a tricky spell, he's found it, this is a very Nuno thing to say, solutions, but he has. Mm-hmm. So he's changed things around, introduced to Donka, for example. And also, when you were talking there about City and, and Liverpool, the players which they brought in, they've been ready-made players that have been playing in their positions successfully for a period of time, whereas with Nuno, and one of the the key um, uh, things which I've, I've always uh, picked up on is, you know, playing Cody, you know, as a centre-half, a sweeper when he was a centre-midfielder, you know, bringing Bennett in, you know, even, you know, Traore, he's made adaptations and he's got more out of players than ready-made stars and superstars that yeah, that, that yeah. he's been able to pick off for example Guardiola's been able to go to get Mares and the, the like you know he's brought players who were some of them un- unproven at this level and others who are out of position and, and has formed a team kept them happy and I mean think it, people are going to be out for him you know the top clubs will they've got anything about them that will be looking at this guy yeah 100% you know? as, as they should I mean yeah. on to your point of, of he's finding the best out of players and potentially moving positions you know I think Traore has had some of his best games in a Wolf shirt at right back yeah. I think when he comes yeah. on and takes yeah. people on Dendonka was a centre back in the World Cup for Belgium mm. Jota was a left winger yeah um, he really can find the best attributes of a player and find where they should be. Yeah, I think it... it... And although Doc's got to take a lot of credit personally, I also attribute a lot of Doc's success to Nuno as well. I think it also suits Doc the way we play, because I think as a right-back, I don't think defensively he's good enough to play for a top-10 team. But as a right wing-back, he gets forward so much, you you almost forget that he hasn't... Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think um, you kind of... Hit now the head, and you almost forget that coaches, um, you know, are expected to coach mm. and improve players. And you know, the thing that I think disappointed probably a lot of Man U fans, let's say, is they had Jose Mourinho, and he was like, "Well, we need to spend more." It's like we well, spent three hundred million, and you're not improving the players. So why would we give you then even more money? And you know, it, if I anything, want, he's made a lot of players worse. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it's Rafa Benitez when it sort of came down to sort of who's the best manager from year. This is when he was at Liverpool he says well for all I know it could be someone who's in League 2 yeah. because what they're doing is a, you know it, it's a different task but it's in, surely like the whole thing's about improving players which is mm. why Pochettino's so highly regarded and why Guardiola's highly regarded mm. and arguably why they are both of them are in a coaching in terms of I guess a training and player development more, probably more highly regarded from Klopp who everyone loves Yeah, but you know, have there been? I'm probably going to be, you know, ostracized. corrected, ostracised. Probably not with who we've got over the weekend. Um, but you know, how many players has Klopp actually improved at Liverpool? Yeah. And he's not just bought. Like, don't get me wrong, Salah's been amazing since he bought him in to yeah, us. 100%. You know, there's no one who you go, you know, like players like Henderson who have been at the club for the best part of ten years now. He's good, 
and he's probably but he's not you know you've not seen a markedly increase in his yeah the, the only one you could maybe say is Trent Alexander-Arnold but I he's think, a youngster I think, almost yeah anyway. as well I think he's just got natural talent I, yeah. think, I think he's not changed anything about his game fundamentally that's made him into a, a really player. good right back no. but that, that's the thing Nuno every time he's won a manager of the month award you know it's pictures of him and his coaching staff yeah. not him mm. and you know I think like, all this passion yeah, and everything it's, it's everyone yeah and I think you touched upon with Doc as well you say it's a team effort because his fitness levels have markedly improved he can't play in that position unless he's fitter and you know it, it, it all kind of I guess links back to one another yeah. now just as we kind of slowly edge on to uh, Fulham game of the weekend it started with a tweet pretty much this time last week from Laurie Dalrymple but on Saturday he arrived everyone we had a WWE wrestler gracing the pitch at Molyneux when Sin Cara are we going for Sin Cara? I yeah. was going to say, this is where it's really annoying that we did the rota about three weeks ago. You know, we like to do things in advance. We did not know there would be a, you know, a professional wrestler at Molyneux. And somehow we re- we roted in three people. Well, Jacob... Two, you, two people that don't two, like wrestling and one that thinks that Rey Mysterio... Uh, Sin Cara is just a poor man's Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really sorry for all the fancastians listening... Not really the actual pundits who occasionally come up and talk on here for me, like fudging over a lot of this because I think it was a pretty big deal. And you know, I think by and large, I think people were really receptive of it. And yeah. actually, it went down quite well. He did mm. sort of the team introduction stuff and yeah, a bit of a rally. Yeah, you know, frankly, give, give me him. You know, I think it worked quite well from a me from a PR point of view. I think things like the masks went down quite well with yeah. you know um, everyone really. I don't think you know you get a few idiots online. Let's be honest, of other clubs, but you know it, it's a bit of a marketing. It's also jealousy from other yeah. clubs, isn't it? You know we've got, we've got a a celebrity. He is a celebrity. You yeah. know he's been on a on a sort of prime big mm-hmm. you know show you know in the WWE and I think it's going to happen a lot as we grow in popularity. If we grow in popularity and and get better as a club which is obviously the plan and I think that will suit Foson down to the ground because it just markets us even yeah. even better and I, and I think really to, to that level you know when you realise you're in the premiership and the reach that you have and you know particularly you know when it's a, a Mexican star and the following that he commands the following mm. that Jimenez commands um, I think it was very smart it was very clever so, Nice little trip, I'm sure. All expenses paid for for him. Where did uh, you think he stayed? Did he stay at the match? <laughs> I would imagine he stopped at the match. Um, <laughs> he wasn't of the Britannia, was he? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, so fair play, and it works, and it was, and it, and it was, and it was, and it was cool. So yeah, I think from a PR point of view, um, yeah. Other, other than people moaning, he perhaps doesn't have the number of loyalty points. I think, I think, <laughs> Where was he? Yeah. MK away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no. Um, it was good. It's good for the kids. It's good for the exposure. It's good for the brand. And it's all. I hate talking about good for the brand because it's that's come. I'm a little bit of a traditionalist at times, mm. but you've got to get with the fact that we're in the Premier League and what makes money and what sells merchandise. <laughs> it's worked. So. Yeah, I think I was thinking. I think uh, if we talk about the level of exposure. I think I worked out at the start of this season when we signed Jimenez. Um, but he has more Twitter followers than the club and all the players combined. 
Wow. I think he's got about mm. 3 million followers or something like that. Yeah, so, the Mexicans know, love their football. They don't yeah. know. He's, mm. he's, he's, you know, I mean, Hernandez has not been a good yeah. footballer for about three years. And I mean, still love him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, really want Jimenez to score on Saturday. A, because I quite like Wolves play scoring, not going to lie. <laughs> um, but also, that will make it, that will be his 14th league goal of the season, which will actually, um, I think, either ties or beats Javier Hernandez. His record. He was playing for Man United. He was playing for Man United, and people always sort of see him as this sort of twenty-goal a season poach or whatever. Mm. But I think that's a really great return for him. And, you know, I think it was a, it was a nice thing for him. He's like he's on record signing as well. It's just that extra. You can't. We probably could have done it if you know we hadn't had the season we had. No. But no. you know what we had, and sometimes you just got you you got to ride the wave, haven't you? Mm. Sometimes and you know enjoy. In, have a bit of fun when you can have a bit of fun. Yeah. So that kind of nicely draws us on to Saturday, where mm. it was a bit, it was a bit of an odd atmosphere to be honest. I I found because it was last game of the season, but we still had something to play for, but not a lot to play for. Everyone was in kind of a good mood, but the weather was very cold as well. So you know, it was May. We're all hoping it's the last home game of the season. You get the shorts on, but. Didn't quite flow right in, in terms of what I think everyone saw. And you know, you say we all had on the mask, and you know, we had um, Sinkara come out, and it was just a little bit flat for, for, for you know a decent amount of the first half. Yeah, it was, it's a difficult one because even it felt muted even with the celebrations at the end. But I think yeah. the problem is, yeah, I didn't know what to make about those celebrations it, at the it, end. That was for a bit me, weird. It's, it's one of those where it's if that game. Would like made certain that we qualified for Europe as a result yeah. of finishing seventh. Yeah, it's a completely we didn't want to different celebrate. Yeah. yeah, you, you don't you don't yeah. want to go massively overzealous to. Mm. But I mean, I think the thing is, we could, should probably have still been massively, you know, happy that we finished seventh. Seventh, yeah. It, it, but yeah. it's one of those where it was it was being really happy, but knowing that there's a possibility mm. that there still could be more. It's a weird one. It was a, it was a, yeah. it was a weird say. Final day of the season in those regards, but uh, yeah. was it safe to say that Diego Jota was taking it quite seriously, though? Because yeah. he, yeah. he was he, 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 I was almost certain he was going to get sent off. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say he seemed to be on a one-man mission just to do whatever he could to see Wolves win, and you know I I I, I love him because <laughs> you know he is so scrappy. He won't give mm. up anything. Um, and you can you can see the emotion on, and the anger on his face a lot of the time, and you know I'm, I'm amazed, frankly, that in two years from being at a club, he hasn't managed to get himself sent off because he always kind of you always think, yeah, he's got that in him where oh he's on the edge, he leaves yeah. a, he leaves a boot in as well, he, yeah, he's, he's and, always on the edge, but he he just about manages to curb it, and I think that's why the booking for the dive frustrated me so much because. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest compliments you can probably pay him is that he primarily stays on his feet and he doesn't go down. He, he doesn't go down, and when he gets fouled, he doesn't do lots of the rolling around waiting for a physio to come back on. He usually gets straight back up and gets straight back he out does, as well. But I have seen a bit of his game he, this year where he does dive. I've got, I've got to yeah. be honest. Yeah, he, he's all of those things you've mentioned. He's a warrior. He's a terrier, and yeah, single-handedly, I think he probably sends that. The crowd and the team was a little bit muted. He went, right, I'm going to take this by the scruff of my neck this game. 
and go out. And he's been amazing. And I think he's arguably in the player of the season. It started perhaps lukewarm, and that's perhaps why he won't get that recognition. But he's been unplayable at times. But I've got, I've got to be honest, he does frustrate me because all. Unfortunately, he will get a reputation. Yeah. So yeah. it's a classic boy who cried wolf. Where when he does get done, as he has done recently, um, you know, what for game, for example, he um, he won't get he won't get the the rub of the green. So I, I like him for all his you know tenacity, his aggression, but I don't like the diving part no. of his game, and I it, do see it, and he does. So- Seem to appeal for everything yeah. and not. It's difficult because in the league we're in, you see everything given. I don't mm. know if you've seen yeah. the Fabinho one for the free kick against Liverpool. You know, uh, he, he, he's been brushed lightly on the shoulder. It's a tackle that anywhere else on the pitch would have been laughed off. Mm. And in, in the pressure, pressure situation, was that linesman that gave it? And yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. I think I agree with, with Hoops that Jota can sometimes go down easy. I think with mm. the penalty. For me, what was frustrating is that he's gone down because he's probably wrong. He, you know, he's wrong-footed. He's he's going to take the shot, and the player's nudged into him. To stay on your feet in that situation would be very, very difficult. And it's not as though I mean, I think I've watched it again. He's not actually turned around and appealed. I don't think. No. He just went down. I I think it didn't help for about three. Five minutes beforehand, there was a similar one, which I don't think was shown on match day highlights, but it was almost an identical situation where he went shoulder to shoulder, he went down in the box, he appealed for it, ref wave, play on, and he went storming, went and got mm. the ball back. And it then came back, and it was almost like, you know what, I'll, I'll get, like, if I go down here, he's already denied me one. Yeah, I'm Is he going to deny yeah, me two? Yeah, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go down, I'll go down yeah. lightly. And to be honest, the contact wasn't really there and you say it's a plot on what is a pretty you know it's a pretty good copy book let's be honest oh, God, yeah. it's been brilliant. you know like uh, yeah it, it, I think it just felt needless at the time because it was nil-nil in the like was it in the first 15 minutes or yeah something? It, was, it was early on but that it was the fight him up because what, what, what I loved in that game was when when you know he wasn't getting the rub of the green he ran back to the halfway line and tackled Callum Chambers in yeah. what probably mm. was a foul. Can we just... Won it back. And then the probably funniest thing I've ever seen is Callum Chambers, instead of running back to try and defend, yeah, just, just ran to the ref yeah. and ran with the ref. Can we... And then Jotter nearly scored. I was going to say, been... one thing that did, I didn't realise, oh, pardon me, didn't realise, is how much of a shithouse uh, Callum Chambers is. Yeah, he's, I a, mean, he he's does, a little crybaby, He really. does play like a centre-half mm. in the middle of centre midfield well, and yeah. just spent a lot of the time... So you know, try to wind up people. I think it was only when sort of he kind of went toe to toe with Donk. No, it was um he had a header where he kind of went in the middle of the park, and I think Bennett just went right over him. I was like, yeah, mm. that that'll put you back in your box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jota, I, I, you know, we we joke about expected goals a lot, but how many of those times he kind of shifts the ball onto his left foot is he left or right footed this is what really frustrates me because he gets the ball in the attacking position on his right foot and drags it to his left and everywhere it says he's right footed he would probably say I'm sure I've seen him take a penalty for balls with his right foot but always drags it onto his left I think he likes to have the option to have it on his left I think he feels more comfortable with it's a like moving town, ball. It's like Townsend. Townsend occasionally likes to shoot with his right foot, yeah. but he's predominantly left footed. It's the technique as well. And yeah. the, the key, you know, and look at, looking back now at some of his goals this year and also some of the chances, he never skies it, does it? It's, no, it's always it's low, 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 low. Not giving the keeper much proper, chance. Like, so, te- yeah. It's proper textbook finishes and it yeah. creates the angle yeah. for yourself. 
push it out wide, get it away from... Because effectively, he's getting away from the defenders. I'm going to hit yeah. a cross-back goal, and what's going to happen is the goal is going to have to parry it, and it's going to parry back out to hopefully my number nine, or it's going to nestle in that bottom corner. And... I say, I think it was, I, I think it was three chances that were whiskers mm. they were all away. Very similar position. And then he had that, yeah. that volley in the uh, second half oh. where it was still nil nil, mm. and you could just see he'd put all his vented frustration yeah. behind mm. that ball, and I was so good he didn't score because I'm pretty sure it would have taken the net away. Oh, it was a hell of a strike. Um, outrageous. I mean, it's brilliant technique as well. You know, a bouncing ball coming out to him and on his. Weak, strong foot. Who knows? His mm. right foot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. I mean, he's strike. just so he's, he's just so balanced as a footballer. Yeah, and, it, yeah. It, and I think I uh, when we watched the Arsenal game, I said to um, friend who I go with for how it, I can't remember seeing a team who was one-footed mm. as that Arsenal team, and all of them could only use oh, one yeah. foot. And mm. you know, I've got a big thing that you know, you've got two of them. You can learn to say it's all about. Balance right. You don't necessarily need to be able to shoot as well, but you know, just shift the ball like Gibbs White. One mm. of the reasons why I think he's so highly regarded is because he's very two-footed, and you can see him play the ball with both feet, and yeah. it gives him that extra option. And you know, you look through this team, and the amount of our players who are happy, kind of going both ways on the pitch. Yeah. Um. You know, someone like Johnny's right-footed left. Johnny yeah. uh, Doherty's surprising yeah. is good with his left foot as well. Then Donker's happy on either foot. You know, Martino and Nevers are good enough at manipulating their bodies and the ball to yeah. frankly do whatever they want with yeah. it. Yeah. Um. And, and Jimenez really as well. Um. I had a bit of a mare at half-time, lads. I'm not going to lie, because it was a bit of a drab first half, apart from a couple of jot chances, and we weren't really clicking. That's fair to say. Mm. And two of the people I thought who weren't connecting as well as they might do or, you know, have done previously for us was Doherty, who I thought didn't have a great first half. And also, I didn't think Donk had a great first half. Mm. I can one-up that. Okay. I would say 30 30 seconds before (laughs) the goal, I turned to my uncle and said, Donk's had a quiet game. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Aside from... 70 minutes of fairly quiet donkness. Yeah. What a good finish. What a good goal, oh, actually. For a, for a, you forget. I mean, predominantly, most of his career, he's been playing either deep-line defensive midfield or at centre-half. Yeah. You know, and he's, he's again, been a very much a defensive he, player. He's another steal. He's £12 million. Pounds. Yeah. Uh, and he's... I mean, he's, I'm assuming it's probably no issues with the transfer yeah. happening in the summer, but he's been a revelation. I mean, I've, got, been, mm. I've got a point I'll bring on to that, but the goal... First and foremost, I think the work Matinho did for it in terms of how, as I say, it had gone forward once and then we picked it up on the second phase. And I think they were just mm. trying to break. And Matinho just, as, it, as I described before, the best tackler I've ever seen at Wolves mm. in terms of how clearly, just he knows where they're going to be. I'm just going to get my body in front of it and just not. And as I say, the little manoeuvre with Doherty and, you know, the one thing we were crying out first half of the season, pretty much. You know, a lot of the time under Nuno's, we don't tend to get runners from midfield because of the formation system. We haven't had it since Edwards, really. We have sounds ridiculous. Are you saying bring yeah, it back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, that but the context finish, of that type of player yeah. and that type well, of finish, it, You know, yeah. it's trying to break through the lines, yeah. isn't it, at the end of the day? Mm. And that's what Donk seems to be able to bring, is mm. that he's mobile enough just to say... Make that late run because Matino had already won the ball back. Nevis was sitting deep as well. 
But to be that extra person just to push forward and give that, you know, if no one's chasing it, following him, he's got the rub of the green. And it was it was a Dave Edwards well, finish. It's, it's, oh, it's yes. difficult to pick up, Donk, because to track his run, he, he doesn't actually look like he's running no. ever. No. <laughs> well, as I've said before, like, he... He looks like he's slowly jogging, but I'm pretty sure he probably, in like he's 100 metres, really I bet yeah. he probably outruns most people. The, the best analogy I heard is that he runs like anyone's mum when you're on the phone's ringing. Oh, yeah, he's straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, it's a great finish, exactly what was needed, really got the crowd back on site, and, you know, it was party time back at Molyneux again. The point I was going to make, could, uh, could or will... Donk be the long-term anchor, I guess, or the one long-term stay in this Wolves team. So here, here's my reasoning. Is that Neves has probably got more market value from him. He's, you know, he's a wider well-known name now, especially in England from last season and this season. You know, we've seen people saying, their team of year, I'd have Neves in. You know, we've got at least one midfielder better. Yeah, 100%. At least. Yeah. Uh, he's been yeah. indifferent yeah. at times. So, right. I, 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 you know, I, I don't think Neves' long-term future lies at Wolves in the next three years. Yeah, that's, if, that's, if that's devastating for me, but I would... But you, I you can, can see where I'm going. Yeah. You can yeah, see where to disagree. Mm. Okay. Matinho, however much we love him, however brilliant he is, he's approaching the swan song of his career. Wheel, wheel him out. So, will... Oh, wheel him out even when he can't run. Basically. Basically, I know football's a short-term game now, especially for players. But in the next three years, do we think that our midfield will contain either of those three players? And I thought, you know what? I don't think Matino will be here in three seasons' time. No. Or two seasons or whatever. I'm not sure Nevers will be long-term, because I think someone will be able to poach him. And I just think with Donk, if we can keep him happy... And, you know, he keeps getting minutes, whether it's in defence or in midfield. He's probably not going to garner as much attention as other players. But because he's, he's quite a flash. No, but because he's quite a utility player, he's, you know, was captain at Andalek, so he's kind of probably got quite good personal qualities, for want of a better term. Is he going to be like, you know, we look at, we're going through this big change. We're going to Europe, hopefully in Europe. Hopefully that's, you know, wherever, you know, where we're setting our sights. You know, players are going to go out this team. We all know that. You know, like Bennett's probably not going to be here in, you know, probably 12, not before. I'd argue I don't think Cody will be either. I don't think Doc will. And you go, okay, so I I know. I, I think Donk, because of his versatility, because of his quiet effectiveness, I think he might outlast quite a lot of players in this club. I can see exactly where you're coming from. But I think the longevity that players stay is dependent entirely on where we are. Mm. I think maybe we have a, a good year next year, maybe start trying to push for sixth, or if we you know, start languishing a bit more and don't have as good a season. I think that's highly dependent on where players go. Yeah. I think if we, you know, if you know, all things considered, we manage to get into Europe, I think... If we can maintain that and keep trying to push every year, I don't see any reason why we should sell players if we're not going to bring in a better player. And I think, as you say, Nevers is marketable and he's had a quiet season, but the potential and the things he can do, I don't see why Foson or Nuno would allow him to go unless 
a much bigger team, like a much bigger team came in for him. And as Hoops has said, he's not had a great year. So no. I don't think your Real Madrid's, your Barcelona's no. are going to come in for him. I, I, I think as well, I think there's, there's two points to this. I think, I think Jake, you're right in respect of <clears throat> holding on to players. I mean, I, I'm asked a lot when we've done a few things this year, uh, you know, from people from the outside, how are you going to hang on to Neves? How are you going to hang on to Jota? Um, you answer those questions by evolving and being successful, which is, I think, the point you're making. Ultimately, we'll keep those players if we grow. If we grow and continue to be successful and progress, then the players will stay with us. Yeah, because I the don't, ones we want to stay. Yeah, the ones we want yeah. to stay. So we will be calling the shots in this regard. And the second part to it is the evolution of, actually, Bennett's done a lovely job for us. But there's a better player out there who we're now in a position to attract, so we'll bring him in. And in fairness to Dendonka, as much as I'm a fan of him and I like him, if there's a better player in Europe or wherever in the world playing, then sentiment will be, he's doing a great job, 12 million quid well spent. But we'll also move you on as well. So I think we'll be calling these shots. I don't think there's anyone within that team, both based on character and being particularly world-class, who is in the position to call shots where on the first season we finished seventh. I think they'll want to stay with us. Mm. Matinho, I, ta- I take the point, and it may be in a year or so times where he's like, I've seen it all, I've done it, I've won it, you know, what I've won in Europe, I've won league titles, I'll quite happily maybe take a step back, I'll go to, back to Portugal or go to the States, or, you know, that, that could well happen. And you're right with Dead Donker at a good age, and whereas Neves may be more marquee, where he may bring those suitors, but I don't think he's there yet. So I think we're in a fortunate position where we've created environment, and Nuno is testament to this, that will dictate whether or they, they go or not. I don't see that player power yeah. currently mm. in place at no, this club. I, I, think, I think we can probably all agree that we would trust the club to replace any player that went. Yeah. Because, I mean, at yeah. the start of the year, when Douglas went, we were all, I think, most of us quite shocked because he had a good year, he'd won us a few mm. points. He, he, you know, he'd been a very good left wing back at Championship level, and we thought, okay, squad depth, and we replaced him. We replaced him with a Spain international. You know, yeah. the, the, yeah. um, we ended up paying sixteen million pound for, and I think he's had a great year. Definitely. So I, I think if players are to go, there. <laughs> oh no, oh wow, right. It's an interesting photo of uh, yeah. of our comrade Stu. Um, yes. yeah. but, but actual photos <laughs> rather than the Barcelona game tonight. Yeah. <laughs> before, before we move on to the uh, Liverpool game, there's just one more bit I was going to cover, which was the uh, triple substitution injury time. So Max Kilman, um, Norris, was wasn't it? Norris, his full name is way better. Maximilian Kilman. Yeah, has <laughs> so a fascinating yeah. backstory. Yeah. So he was captain of the England futsal team. Yes. Um, oh, wow. So you know, I think there's a. You know, there, there might be something there. I think Nuno seems to be impressed with him enough to give him a bit of air time. All 30 like seconds. Yeah. All 30 seconds. <laughs> Didn't touch the ball. Yeah. Well, do Did you, you think... That I, must be in the contract that he gets paid a certain amount for making a Premier League appearance. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think they deserved know. longer? Or, you know, because it kind of... It, I could understand the merit and it was, you know, a bit of a... It was still a very important game, and it, although we were yeah. in control, I think it's fair to say, you know. Do you think if we're two, yeah. yeah. Do you think yeah. if we're two yeah. up yeah. With, yeah. with seventy-five minutes, do you think they'd have come on with ten minutes to go? Yeah, because I think it felt a bit like a bit of a not a joke as such, but 
you know, they're, they're professionals at the end of the day. And then to come on, especially for like Norris, you know, the ball didn't even enter his arm. No, or, um, or, or Kilman, Kilman stood on the yeah. halfway line and then the whistle blew and Cody went and hooked the both. I think it, it, the my question is, would having the fact that we're already seventh, would you give them minutes in the Liverpool game? I would, yes. Um, I mean, by all means, counter it if you feel differently, but I, we are seventh. So, I, yeah. I, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't want to get humiliated. And I get the fact that you've got to respect the competition, etc., etc. And our game is very important. It has a massive factor on the title. But I don't really care to a certain degree. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so not... selfishly, they've had a bloody good season. And what an opportunity for someone like Kilman to get 90 minutes <laughs> Anfield. What huge ex- experience yeah. for someone like mm. him. I don't see the issue... That's, that that side will, I would imagine, I mean, we'll touch on this, Rich, I'm sure, um, in terms of the predictive lineup. but I would imagine it will be there or thereabouts, but, yeah. Yeah, maybe um, maybe Gibbs-White might yeah. get a, few, like a, a start or come on slightly earlier, Traore maybe. I, I wouldn't have any issue if he changed the team, if he, if he changed large proportions of the team, because, as Hoop said, we're seventh. The, the problem is, is, it's sort of like a personal thing of whether you want to give Liverpool... You know, a chance, or like mm. it, it's it's. But what if Jota gets injured? And you know, we talk about yeah, our record, and, and it's like, well, <clears throat> was that worth it? You know, um, but no, you on, on a personal level, and also there's a game there to be won, and there's pride there. Um, it's going to be a cagey game, yeah. much like the Man City game last night. I think they're going to be yeah. really stressed about the game. Mm. I don't think, I mean, touch wood, I don't think it'll be a goal fest. I think there'll be one, two goals in it, mm. um, and I think it will be cagey. But I, I think, you know, the problem is we've not seen enough of Kilman to actually know whether we could do it yeah. for twenty minutes. Well, we'll be back to talk about the Liverpool game after this. Before we go any further, uh, as we always do, we want to give our sponsors a big shout out because they're really great guys, really good people, and probably most importantly, they're really good at what they do. It's uh, Pixel Yeti Media, so if you're on the lookout for a new logo or a bit of marketing, go check them out. Uh, It's at pixelyetimedia.com. They're not just web designers, they're a whole creative agency, so they do the whole package for you. So from websites, brochures, signage, marketing, logo design, branding, Make sure you go check them out, as I said, because they're A, good at what they do, and B, they're good people to work with as well. Uh, so that's pixelyetimedia.com. So, Sunday, game 38. Wolves have kind of achieved, as we kind of noted before we break, achieved what we wanted to this season. We kind of hit our goals. The only goal that's kind of left is getting another three points in the bag and, you know, making sure Liverpool's almost... The only team in the top six we've not lost both games to. For Liverpool, it's arguably the biggest game in a generation. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's for, from a league point of view, obviously. Yeah. And I, and I think you know, I can't speak for Liverpool fans, but I, I would imagine from what I've seen, the league synonymous with Liverpool has been so so important. And obviously, they had their run back in the you know seventies and eighties. Then United took over. So I think the league has took massive uh, importance for them over over, over Europe. Um, so huge for them. Um, I mean, 
I don't know, I'm just going off on this hand, isn't it? What do you think about this selling tickets in the wars and stuff? I've, it, I think it, I do think it's disgraceful, but also, <clears throat> if your season ticket, you know, 500, 600 quid is paid for, yeah, the devil you know, I know, who am I to criticise someone for doing that? I think it's shit, really, and I think you should watch your team. And I don't like the idea any time of away fans, you know, or home fans as they are, being in the way in this scenario. But And it is kind of inevitable. And I've seen some of the prices online this year, but it's one of those, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, but, you know, we've we, we finished seventh. It would be a good away day. But if you can, if you can, you know, get some decent money for it, I, I'm not yeah. going to grudge anyone the no. chance to do that, you know. I think... You know, we can just place. enjoy it though, can't we? I suppose. Yeah, you know, we're also, yeah. yeah. We're also not to be a plastic fan, but we are also on the telly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you say it. It is. It's a hard one to rationalise because you know most of us have probably been to Anfield as well. Mm. Uh, you know, you're going for you're going for almost the the occasion. You know, it might. You almost don't want Wolves to. You know, if you're going just for the occasion because Liverpool might win the league, then you can't thinking or backing that Wolves will lose. Yeah, and you're going for the wrong reason. And you know, and yeah. like at that point, why not bloody sell your ticket? Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I know it's it's a tough one. I think it's kind of up for better people for me to decide. I think it could, you know, there, there is a genuine opportunity. You could be there to see, well, history. What what I was gonna say, whatever happens, if you've seen a team win a league title on the last game of the season, that's gotta be a pretty amazing thing to be seeing, especially if it's your own team. Yeah. Whether mm. I'd be paying six hundred pounds, I don't personally, mm. if it was the other way round, I don't yeah. think I'd be wanting to pay five hundred mm. quid to go and watch Wolves win the league. Well, say, it's well, difficult because if, if if they were in the position to win the league I, I'd think about it if I had the money. I mean, I'm a student. I'm yeah, like, you've like got 25p in my account. Sort relative of thing, but, to yeah. Uh, but I think the the problem is they're paying you know upwards of 500, 600 quid to maybe see it because Man mm. City need to lose against Brighton, which you know stranger things have happened, and they need to beat a Wolf side, which you know are, are a foil for the top six teams. Mm. They're running a real risk. These fans. Yeah. I, I I know someone. I'm not obviously going to name them, but I do know someone who sold theirs for 650 really? quid. Yeah. And that's a lot of money. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the season. That's yeah, I was going to say, on a serious note, I'm, I'm, you know, for a couple of reasons, I'm probably not going to have my season ticket next season mm. because of the cost of it, and you know, got, you know, few things going on in my personal mm. life that I have to prioritise more, which is fair enough. But if I'd have spent, if I'd have got that, because that covers your season ticket, yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. And, and a couple of away games, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah I, I, you know, I, I'm kind of regretting not getting mm. a ticket now to yeah. sell. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm but not, we don't condone I'm, it obviously. I'm not I'm not condoning if anybody <laughs> yeah. from the club is no. listening but mm-hmm. how do you think Wolves are going to approach the game um, on Sunday of which against the Liverpool side who are currently winning 1-0 as of time of recording ah, okay. Okay. well okay I like, well, that's, that's I was going to say I, I, I bemoan the fact that the last few <laughs> recordings there's always been quite a you know it's Champions League sort of run up there's always been a good game on and we've usually quite naughtily, had it on in the background just so we could keep it on. And we always get distracted. And it turns out, today it's me getting distracted, guys. <laughs> but yeah, how, how do you think we're actually going to approach this one? Because, you know, this is our second season under Nuno. Don't know how much you can judge from last season, but last year, last season's last game of the season against Sunderland was a bit of a, 
a bit of a piss poor showing if we're going to be. And I was just thinking, I'm trying to think, you know, like we we really didn't. That's the worry, isn't it? That's the worry that it's a Sunderland esque performance with Norris and Goal and you know, Norris and Waterpath for going in the second. But you've got you've got to remember it's. It's an entirely different scenario where, yeah. you know, we were yeah. a league winner going to a, a relegated you know, relegate club. club. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you'd probably think, yeah, you could probably get away with playing mm. kids. You know, we're, we're, we're playing, you know, a top of the league team. You know, we finished seventh. We've had a great year. You'd think the doctor might have learned from his mm. mistake last year. You know, we've got players in the team that, you know, live and breathe Liverpool. You know, Cody's mm. obviously a massive Liverpool fan. He will mm. relish the opportunity to play. I think maybe conflicted interests, but I think he's already come out and said, you know, mm. he's wolves, wolves, you know, all the way now. But yeah. it's always going to be difficult. I mean, if you were playing against wolves in a, yeah. any football yeah. game, it's it's a it's a difficult one. But I think we we'll, we will approach it the way we've approached every game this year, and we'll go out with the intention of giving them a game. Yeah, regardless of who plays. Let's say, well, that kind of touches on to the next one. Is kind of undenied about it, but what do you think the starting eleven will be? You know, rather than who be your personal one, what what do we actually think it's going to be? B. I don't know what I'm saying. B in such a maybe weird two should, two additions maybe from the last game in terms of what I think it will be. I think he may give Kilman a, a shirt. Um, it certainly won't be in the place of Cody. No. Uh, that, I think that's it could a, be. I think yeah. it could be body could, just could out of body. just out of rest and rotation um, rather than and the way they play. Yeah, yeah. And he he could even go Traore as well, maybe for this one. Wow. Um, I know because the problem is Traore versus Mane yeah. 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 right back yeah. in late it's, wing is it? It's actually frightening. Yeah, <laughs> peg pegs them back. I mean, like, is it Van? I don't know it's changed now, but no players dribble past Van Dyke yet. That's kind of what they say. I don't know how that uh, can cause that, yeah. but you know. But has he had to go up against a one-on-one with Ryan Bennett yet? Well, because where Ryan Bennett breaks forward, yeah. someone in the crowd goes, yeah. "Skin him, Ryan!" <laughs> Just no, <laughs> chop the shoulder like your steerman. Steerman doing roulettes at centre half. Did you see, by the way, Steerman after Sheffield United yeah. got promoted? What a man! Oh, that was what? Get him on the pod, man. Yeah, I think I think he's going to sort of change the team a little bit. I think he's going to want to stick to you know. It's not like he's going to bring in Niall Ennis and Donovan Wilson no, at the top, no. is he? No. Um, I think he will kind of very much try and stick to that core team. And mm. you know, let, let's be honest, I don't think Costa and Cav have probably deserved a start. No. Whereas no. you could argue no. maybe. It, almost on an unknown quantity, someone like Kilman might have done because he's yeah. he's not had the chance to prove mm. himself one way or another. If you catch my drift, I think as well with with Costa and Cav, I think they might have struggled this year as a result of the change of formation. Yeah, because um, I think our, our entire sort of philosophy has changed, where it was essentially get it up to Jimenez and Joshua and let them do something magic. Whereas, and you need to be quite, you need to have two very good players on. Yeah, they're, they're 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 a sort of a weekly link sort of big man little man but it, they've got, both got a lot more to their game mm. than but you know there are points on Saturday you know you look at Jota and he plays like he's a number nine but yeah, like, yeah, he just, he just yeah. holds up the ball mm. like I think one way he would have free kick in the uh, the second half because he had the man sort of tugging on his shoulder mm. and actually you know he was just holding it up and he was just waiting he could have tried to like do something flash and done you know a cav roll over whatever but you know he just brought everybody into play and 
it, it, it's those qualities that go underrated on probably yeah. Jota more than anyone else because of his size. I think the, the change of formations helped him a lot because I think out out wide you can go size. for yeah you can yeah. go eighty minutes of the game not touching the ball barely mm. being involved and being up front with Jimenez the runs he I, makes and the balls we put in. I also don't. F- He's very good technically, Jota, but I don't think his dribbling in terms of a one-on-one is quite needed to be a winger in this division. No, he can't. Um, he can't. He can't. That's the uh, fancast hotline. We're looking forward to having their <laughs> questions not, in a uh, in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I agree with um, the, the Jota comment. I think he's. Electric, and I think he can obviously knock it past the player and beat them for pace. Yeah, um, as he did against Arsenal, incredibly well. I just think he's yeah. I, I don't know. Like I think personally, going back to the start of the season, and you know he looks a bit dodgy. I'm still convinced he was carrying an injury because yeah. I don't know what quite explained his dip in form. And then he came back after the Chelsea game and had some time out of the team, and he was really good. Yeah. I think, and, you know, I think a bit of change in formation. Yeah. Whereas Costa and Cav, they are wingers. And I don't quite know how they fit into a and like a number nine, if you know what I mean, like into that formation. Yeah, I think Cav has played up front in the past. I think Cav could potentially do the Jota role. Yeah. Costa, I just don't think no. Cav, because I think I don't think he can hold the ball up. I don't think he runs in behind. I mean, this season, I've seen nothing that. I think he, like, why would we keep him around? There's mm. nothing positive when he comes off the bench. There's sort of a collective sigh from the crowd. Yeah, which is really, I'm it's really disappointed. Pit- it's always for him. pityness, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, all, I'm you know, really disappointed just looking for him at it. He was, you know, he's a fantastic player for us. You know, mm. there's a reason we paid twelve million pound, and it was the Liverpool game. Yeah, where he absolutely tore them apart. And I don't know what I don't know whether he's maybe put on a bit of timber. Maybe he's lost that yard of pace. Maybe he's just lost his love for the game. He just not like he's happy. No, he just doesn't seem to fit anymore for him which is a, it is a real shame because yeah. he started the season in such good kind of form and such good confidence yeah. and it's just not really it's sapped it's, it's... yeah like ever since that ankle injury he's just not looked the same sort of player and you know I, I, as I said before I think it's looking likely that him and uh you know, Costa and Cav are both going to move on if we're going if we're going to be yeah. honest. I think I think if we to to one fit financial fair play and two just to maybe give him another chance, I'd give Cav another year. I think give him another chance off the bench. You know, mm. he, he's not. We're not going to do. You know, we're not going to do much better or worse. I think he, he's just probably a seven out of ten off the bench sort of thing, rather than anything special. But Costa just. He's just not the same player. He needs a loan move. I think loaning out Traore is a weird one. Yeah, I was going to say that we might touch on to that in a yeah. social media corner. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is sort of slightly twofold, but it's will Liverpool bottle it, quote unquote, and what do we think the scoreline is going to be? I, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll bottle it. I think it's just Man City's to win now, so it's it's a difficult one. I think. Even if they lost the game, they've still got a record points tally. I think they've had an absolutely fantastic year. Any other year, they'd win the league. Mm. They're just coming up against a a better squad in Man City, as we mentioned at the start of the podcast. Um, I think scoreline. I think, as I said, it'll be a it'll be a low scoring game. So it'll be cagey. I think one nil either way. I'm going to say one nil Wolves. Mm. I think Liverpool will just nip it two one. I think. You know, we know there's obviously more on it for them. That's an obvious thing, and I think it potentially will be deemed irrelevant with what happens with City. But 
Um, I'm hope I'm hoping we don't just surrender the last game of the season. And I think from what we alluded to earlier, I don't think based on the circumstances that's going to happen. Um, but I just think that based on the circumstances, I'd expect Liverpool to just edge it. Yeah, I think I, again, I think it's going to be a quite close one. I think it's going to be one-one. Now, if I've done my maths right, by which I mean looked at my phone, am I right in thinking that neither of you two have won a quiz yet? That is correct. Yeah, well, I know that I correct. haven't. Yeah, I, so, I, I've been robbed a few times. You've been robbed. I mean, the fact that I'm too young. It's it's a bit <laughs> awkward, chiefly because I I think I'm in second last by by fact I've won I've won once. So one of you two will be joining me on one win Come so on. far. Well, then so, I shall shake your hand. Hoops, <laughs> Hoops stands up <laughs> to I'm stretch gonna, out. I'm just gonna get a pen and paper. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, we'll do it on phones or pen and paper. Um, so we can kind of keep a night note. Um, again, as always, weirdly, not many of you do. Uh, let us know how you're getting along at home. We don't. It's not that we like to have messages from listeners, but you know, especially about sound quality. Keep um, on your phones, all right? So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So big thanks to uh, Dan the Man for doing this week's quiz. Uh, as a quick side note, actually, we put it out on uh, Twitter the other day, and I'll make sure we put out a link as well. Uh, but Dan's running the. Birmingham 10k in a couple of weeks time he's raising uh, money for Macmillan um, for those who I'm, I'm sure are aware of Macmillan it's a um, charity sort of particularly focused on cancer and it you know particularly it's about a helping sufferers but also actually helping those who are impacted as well kind of indirectly as well so you know anyone who's kind of been hit with something like that you'll know how tough it can be so he's raising me for a really good cause feel free to donate um we'll put the link out again but uh yeah just want to make sure everyone's aware of that one um, he's, he's got small as well so he's got little legs i was gonna as say well, so, i mean a 10k you know, for dad is like the equivalent yeah. of a normal person like doing so like a big gas 10 the, miles let's say little lad, so. no good luck to him <laughs> okay so to be fair it's quiz this week i I thought it was going to be, you know, he's got a habit to go off on a bit of a tangent. Yes. It's fairly straightforward, actually, Okay. this week. It's kind of like the, the like, you know, the World Cup, the third place playoff of yeah. the, the game nobody wants. This is what nobody wants, but we're going to get it anyway. Yeah. Okay, so question one. Oh, sorry, Jacob, but in the 94-95 Premier League season... Wolves were involved in a title day decider where they beat the eventual winners, Blackburn Rovers. There were two players in the starting lineups that day who played for Wolves in their career. So, across both teams, two players. Um, both played for Wolves at some point. Can you name them? So, sorry, so it was Liverpool, 94-95, yeah. Liverpool versus Blackburn. Two players in the starting lineup. For either side, all, all, all the same. Yeah, I mean, I've probably given it away by saying for either side. I'm really not trying to trick you. Basically, no. it's, what, it's one per... Yeah. I think... Ooh. Yeah. I've got one. I've got absolutely no chance. I've got, I've got, I've got one, and this isn't going to help. Sorry. This is but, in the starting but, lineup, by the way. Uh, because uh, we could... To be fair, frankly... Frankie, Franksy, if you get any of the... Uh, he's, he's put, in brackets, additional trivia... Honestly, <laughs> one day I will I will show you how Dan sends them over. But um, yeah, there's an additional trivia of three players who were on the bench that day. If you get one of them, you know what? I'll give you double. 
what do you mean? One of the players one on the bench. One of the players on the bench. So there's you got two points to play for, really. Yeah. But if you end up accidentally getting a player who's on the bench, because I'll be honest with you, it's fairly obscure, I think. Who've got like a Wolves connection. Yeah, so I've literally got no chance. I've got one player. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he'd retire Let's by this hear point. It. Andy Gray. He had retired. He had retired. He might have been commentating though. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Hoops, um, do you have anyone? <laughs> I do, and I, I'll, one I'm relatively confident of. Okay. Was, I don't get any extra points for this, but just to add a little bit to it, was a defender slash midfielder, sometimes midfielder defender, Mark Atkins. No. No. Okay. <sighs> the other one. Um, I'm, I'm very surprised at that. Um, it's obviously wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> just annoying. Yeah. Robert Slater? You know what? No. You've got two points. Oh, okay. Robert Slater was one of the ones on the bench that day. So I thought, okay. you know what? I'll give you double because it feels more obscure. So the two players <laughs> were in the starting lineup Mark Kennedy for Liverpool. Right. Tim Flowers for Blackburn. Yes. Okay. The three players um, on the benches that day with Wolves Connections Mark Walters. Which is where I kind of peaked when you said Mark. I was like, ah, oh, yes. Bobby Slater and Bobby Mims, yeah. who was the former goalkeeping yeah. coach. If he was, he was a woman. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I knew one of the yeah. names you said. Okay, <laughs> so former Liverpool and Wolves winger Mark Kennedy. There's always a link. Um, is currently on the coaching staff of what club? What was his name? Mark Kennedy, <laughs> the left wing wizard. That that. Makes me sad that you don't know who he is. I was minus two years old. I was going to say, he was in the playoff final, yeah. but you were like three. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sound. Here's, here's me wanting to feel young at 26. <laughs> 26. <laughs> don't uh, think that's right. Uh, it's a tough one. I, I didn't know where he was. No. Um, I'm thinking of his former Total club. Guess. Total guess. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to shout out a guess. I'm going to say Millwall. Derby. You know what? It's a shame because Hoops was on the right trail of thought when it was former club, but he's probably mm. on the coaching staff of Man City. Ah, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Former Wolves and former Liverpool and current Wolves uh, captain leader legend Connor Cody and his wife welcomed into the world a baby <laughs> boy last week. What did they name him? (laughs) Again, like, it's the little ones, isn't it? Uh, I remember reading it and it was obscure. I don't think this is right, but I'm I'm trying to think of something Liverpool in. Um, I got Louis. It wasn't, but Lee. It begins with an L, I'm sure. Hoops has extended his lead. It was Louis. It was Louis. Okay, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, next question. Earlier on in the season, I think it was actually at the start of the season, Jamie Carragher pranked Connor Cody during a Sky Sports broadcast saying Wolves had made a bid for which defender? Pepe. I don't think <laughs> I can take that now. I? <laughs> feels, it, I was going to say, you were just so proud. Yeah. You got one, weren't yeah, you? Yeah. I've <laughs> taken the point. Yeah. See you later, Hoops. It's, That's me. It, it, I was going to say... Back uh, in the game. Yeah, <laughs> give, give him the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't argue about it. Can you <laughs> give me something, please? <laughs> okay. In January 2017, 
Wolves knocked out Liverpool in the fourth round of the FA Cup uh, with a 2-1 win. But can you name the two goalkeepers in our squad that day? 2017? Yeah. I assume it's a two-pointer, so I'm guessing that you should get one of them. At the moment, it's the other one. It's the other one. Mm. Yeah, same. It's it's the yeah. one on the bench for me. Oh my god! Oh. Just trying to work out why they'd have been on the bench if someone else had started. I like how I'm just like trying to hint through it without just going. I mean, because yeah, I've I've got two names, but I'm not sure he would have been on the bench. Are they both goalkeepers? Yeah. I know everything past, you know, 2011. Yeah. <laughs> so, so long as they're both goalkeepers, you know, we, we can fudge our way through it. Um, I'm not confident at all. Okay. Do you want to show then? And yeah, then go on. I'm only going to show I've one. For going and Ruddy. Oh, uh, gone okay, mate. It was... Burgoyne and Andy Lonigan. Yeah. Oh, of course, they just blinded, didn't they? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. So, oh. we've got well, we've got two questions and a tiebreaker left. I think... 4-2. I think it's 4-2 hoops. So, there's still a chance. That's because Jake cheated his way in with a beige <laughs> helmet. No. Still in the game. Still in the nope. game. <laughs> okay. So, in August... 1979. Wolf signed our last League Cup winning captain, Emlyn Hughes, a uh, crazy horse, uh, from Liverpool for what fee? Oh, for what fee? Right. Okay. That's... So you basically just kind of guess, okay. guess, okay. guess okay. what a really good veteran player would have gone for, Jake. Basically, the Matino of his day. Uh... Oh. I'd go for well, what year? Nineteen seventy-nine. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna think out loud because I hope I'm assuming you've written an answer. I've written one down, so I'm not okay. in Well, <laughs> who was the first million-pound player? They were in the nineties, I think. No, no. I'm sure no. they were the first million-pound player. Because no. so the first million-pound player Trevor was Francis. Yeah, although Forrest. although he wasn't the first million-pound player because. Nigel Clough wouldn't pay a million for him, so he was no, he cost £999,999.99. <laughs> and, pence. and the first million pound player was Andy Gray, oh, I think, in hmm. uh, 1980. Okay. Um, okay, it's like we're just I'll, I'll go, at this point. I'll go with 250000 okay. I went with 500000 It was 90000 Oh, that's a bargain. Is that closest wins? No, it's a closest win. Come on. We only get closest wins on a tiebreaker. <laughs> Come on. 4-2, 4-3. Okay. <laughs> uh, 18, uh, 18 years ago. I thought you were going to go 1877. <laughs> 18, 1877, <laughs> yeah, St. Yeah. Luke's. Uh, 18 years ago on the 6th of May, which was yesterday. Yeah, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> Wolves drew. Wolves finished their season with a one-one draw at home to QPR. What was the? Who scored the goal for Wolves that day? I mean, so in two thousand and one, who scored a a goal for Wolves? Again, oh, this We're just I'm out of the taking game. a gamble. I'm out of the game. I don't know <laughs> any players. Two thousand and one. You just pick an. I was going to say, just pick a player. 
a, a retro Wolves player. Usually, if this isn't the answer, you just go have our Yes, yeah, or Steve Ball. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my eras aren't always that, that great though, but I'm just going to go Michael Branch. Okay. Uh, Lescott. It was Where? Julian Lescott. Are you taking the mm-hmm. mic? He <laughs> actually wrote it down. I was like, when he said it, I was like, so how can I awkwardly look at your phone here? Wow. Do we want the tiebreaker? I mean, I've got triple points no. for that. So I'm <laughs> okay. So. Good shout. That's a great shout. Almost annoying. <laughs> right, tiebreaker. And then we'll do uh, mm-hmm. Twitter and social corner and we'll go home. So mm-hmm. former Wolves and former Liverpool and Wolves striker scored how many goals in the league and club in the league and cups for Wolves in his eighty seven appearances? Who? Bobby Keane. Oh. Did I say that? No, I don't you just said former Liverpool, Liverpool and Wolves striker. Okay, a former Liverpool and Wolves striker. So, how many goals did Robbie Keane score for Wolves in both the league and cups? Let us know how you've got along at home. Okay. Let's go. 48. 48. I've written down 45. What <sighs> <laughs> of you? Has won. Oh, wow. And it's hoops. Oh. I don't quite know how. No. Basically, it's just through having a number less than 48 because it was 29. Oh. <laughs> so. We thought it was a Yeah. I think you both sort of saying he was getting a one in two goal return. <laughs> I like how you said hoops has won it at the death when he was about three points ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want to give you something. <laughs> okay. So, a few questions from Social Media Corner. Uh, first one from your boy Andy Gillard pick your perfect fictional uh, dinner party you and four characters from TV or film uh, well, say, not not to do too long on this we've been hit we've, uh, we've hit the 70 minute mark uh, <laughs> uh, okay hang on uh, I've got to think things I like um, Jon Snow okay uh, who would get on well with Jon Snow fictional characters uh Oops. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll do an amalgamation then. So we'll, we'll yeah, we'll do. We'll, should we do? Should we do one each we'll, we'll, and see? And we'll work on the last one. Okay. We'll put Homer Simpson in there then. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll change Jon Snow to Michael Scott from The Office. Good choice. Yeah. See, I'd also gone down a uh, sort of an American route. I was going to go for Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Okay. Anyone who's seen it. And then we just have steak. Then maybe board. David Brent. Brent. Brent yeah. and Michael Scott yeah, would, that be would be an interesting yeah. combo, wouldn't it? It would be some real awkward humour. <laughs> so, a uh, couple from Instagram. Um, one from Dylan Robinson. Uh, best away day pie you've ever had? Man City. It would cost me... I mean, it didn't cost me. It cost my uh, fiancé's uncle. I think it was £12, £12-£15. And it was a wow. chorizo and bean pie. And it was spectacular. But mega expensive. I can't top that. I got to, I don't often have a pie. I'm not. I, I'm not I, a pie I just person. I just usually have a overpriced flat Carlsberg for like five quid and wonder why I bothered after well, I've right. queued up for fifteen minutes and then go quickly drink it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. the hot dogs. No, I got I a burger. Oh, I, I, they were selling hot dogs on the top tier, which I think again was twelve quid. No, I didn't. Terrible. Drink. I feel like I've, yeah. I, I got a drink. I got a bottle of pop and a burger. 
I don't know, it wasn't, I think it was about eight quid or ten quid for both. Yeah, and it I'm wasn't mugged off in the top tier. Yeah. Um, I won't, or, or, I'll tell you when I had a good pie um, before an away game at um, Borough Market in mm. London. Yeah, from like Pie Minster. Okay. Very nice pie. Yeah. I won't read this one out from uh, Dan that he's put on because yeah. it's incredible. It's very, uh, could be very offensive. Jed. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Bevan, I want to go for, uh, said, should we sell Traore? Depends how much we can get through. No. No, because I just just think there's an untapped potential there, and I just would hate to see him really fulfil it elsewhere. Mm. Yeah, I think I I, I sort of agree with Hoops. If if anyone's going to get it out of him, I think in the Premier League, it's, it's a good coach like Nuno. I think that was going to be cast on my answer there, which Sorry. is annoying. Edit me out. But yeah, I'll, I'll take out yours. I'll swap them out. And, uh, no, but I think, you know, we, we talked about earlier that Nuno seems to actually be quite good at coaching yeah. the players or his team seem to be quite good at improving players. I don't know. I, mean, I think you might be able to argue Traore's improved as a player in yeah. the second half of the season. I mean, he's had to do different roles in the team. Yeah, I don't I want to see him at right back. Uh, going forward... Defensively, think, he's never going to be think, good enough. I think against no. weak, no, I think against weak teams or lesser teams, especially at home, having Traoré at right wing back, I think works because he will scare the pants. Well, off. I mean, he, he got Sol Bamber to injure himself from a tackle. Yeah, week, so. I think we. Uh, yeah, I think he. Think you can. I can see why multiple. Um, multiple coaches have gam- gambled on him, wanted to play him, and wanted to use him because he's got such, say, untapped potential. Yeah. Um, last question. Um, we'll do a yes or yes, no. Uh, can Wolves beat Liverpool on Sunday from Lee um, Michel? Can we? Yeah. Can we? Yeah. 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 You, the way you can structure that, yes. Yes. <laughs> Easy. Thanks. Well, see you next week. That's exactly what I want. Well. Uh, we'll almost certainly back next Sunday. Back next Sunday? I hope not. Um, we'll be back next week after Sunday's game against Liverpool. There we go. Um, where we can sort of round up um, the game. I think we're doing a... Next week might be a bit of a shorter one. And we'll do a much bigger end of season one the week after. So we can kind of keep you nicely you know, up to date with your fan cast addiction, um, which is what we all need. Uh, but until then, it's goodbye from, as I need to pick one, Hoops. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Jacob. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. See you next time.